Hey, what's happening, you guys? If you're hearing my voice, most likely, 99.9% chance you're on the Proclivity Method, (laughs) the Proclivity Podcast. We do offer the Proclivity Method, which is what we do. Emily, what is the Proclivity Method? The Proclivity Method is a 12-week group program that focuses on 12 different nutritional and digestive habits, where we also work with mindset and language to help shift your identity, to help you get you on the path with what you want with your health, to live a healthier and happier body, happy and healthier life. <laughs> See, we're on it today. <laughs> yes, in, in our bodies. You guys, we're not, we're not perfect. We don't claim to be perfect, um, yet we're really good at what we do. It might not be... A, putting words together (laughs) yet we're really good at what we do and and we love doing it and so we're super happy that you're here if you get anything out of this podcast please like subscribe share write a review give it to your family and uh, friends everything that we do in our business is on this podcast you can find it all We don't hide it. We want people to create healthier bodies and happier lives. It is a passion of ours. Emily and I care. If you know us, you know that we care. And that's why we're so dag-nab passionate. Dag-nab makes no sense. Again, you guys, we're not perfect (laughs) with words. Anyways, we'd like to thank our uh, title sponsors. One, eight sleep, get your sleep. If you're, if you're not getting cooled on on your butt and your back, you're missing out. And two, <laughs> Fatco. Fatco. <laughs> Fatco is so darn good. I use it every day, every morning. Mm-hmm. I do it, it in the morning. You know what I do? I splash my face with water. If you guys want an insight, right, how I treat my body first thing in the morning. I splash myself with water, cold water, right? Dry my face off. Then I take the uh, Fatco. Uh, the miraculous face cream, mm. and I rub it all over my face, right? Ooh, instant hydration. And then I take the geisha tool, geisha, geisha mm. tool, mm-hmm. and then I get all that drainage out of my face. I'm on my neck, I'm through my face. If you guys have never seen one of these tools, right? It's to be able, you got the swelly eyes or the swelly face, you push all that swelling out. And having that uh, miraculous face cream, Helps just that thing slide and glide. And so, <laughs> and I it's feel good fantastic. stuff. Oh, such good stuff. So, yeah, good, good people, good ingredients. I love it. We like that. We like good people. So, mm-hmm. if you're tuning in right now, it's because you're interested. We're putting the question out there Is alcohol part of a healthy diet? Is alcohol part of a healthy diet? We know that it's very social. We know that it's very social. And we tend to get this quite often. Ah, yeah, my alcohol, I got to stop drinking. That's why I'm so That's why I'm so heavy or that's why this or that. Well, could be. Could be a piece and component. Yet usually it's not just one thing. Would you agree, Coach? Yeah. Agreed. <laughs> Cool. So many factors. That was good. As as Emily likes to say, it depends. It depends. Yep. So we're going to dive in today. We're going to talk about alcohol. We're going to talk about the effects that it has, but then we're going to get into the psychological side. 
we, we're going to take you through the story of what happens when you start drinking, why you start drinking, the psychology, the psychological side, the physical side, and why it's not just because you're having the drink. The drink, having one drink, two drinks, even three drinks is not the game changer. It's usually the domino effect that happens after that. Now, if you're binge drinking every single night, which is the minority, not the majority, then we're on a different issue. Yet for most people who are listening, you may partake in a drink, even if you took it partaked in one drink a night. That still is not the main lever or the big changer of your health and your happiness. So let's get into it. As we always do, we like to go as base as possible. So Coach Emily, what is alcohol? <clears throat> alcohol is a byproduct of the fermentation pr uh, process when you mix yeast and a sugar. So that sugar could be a grain, it could be a fruit, uh, most commonly. Yet yeah, it's found in, as most of us know, beer, wine, all sorts of different things, even kombucha these days in small amounts. And it acts as a drug and it's a, it acts a as a depressant and helps slow our brain down when we do have it. Yeah. And so we get that kind of like, you know, buzzy effect, right? Where we kind of like, oh, I'm going loosen up a little bit, right? We hear, hear it from a lot mm -hmm. of people like, oh, I just need a drink to be able to calm my nerves from the day. First and mm -hmm. foremost, folks, if your nerves are frayed from the day, you're probably take out probably, you're not <laughs> living your best day ever. You're so afraid because you're going against what you truly want in your life if you feel that you need a drink every day to be able to calm down. Now, with that said, there are times to be able to have a drink, to be able to use the drug of alcohol appropriately in the right amount of dosage with the right intention to get the desired effect. Mm -hmm. Instead of, I'm just going to hammer down some beers or some wine or it tastes good or so on and so forth. When we get in the habit, it's like any other habit that we do. It just becomes a habit. I don't know why I'm drinking. I'm just drinking. Mm -hmm. So we know that that's alcohol. This was interesting. Both Emily and I looked this up. We're like, where did alcohol come from? <laughs> and where does alcohol, where did, where did the origination of alcohol, from what we know, that doesn't mean that's mm -hmm. guaranteed, right? <laughs> but where, where did alcohol uh, originate from? Yeah, apparently 7,000 BC in China uh, are the latest recordings, which, yeah, that was news to me. <laughs> I knew it was old, but that's old. And that just shows you, just like with so much, so many other medicines out there, right? Plant medicines, plant medicines, you know, um, like uh, marijuana or mushrooms or any any of the they've been around. We've used them. Alcohol is just the most socially accepted norm, particularly in mm -hmm. this Western culture, for us to be able to utilize for a lot of times to calm ourselves down. Yet, if you told somebody to microdose uh, mushrooms, right, and you're a CEO, you're like, oh, man, that's a terrible CEO. Like, how, man, that's bad. That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> Yet, for a CEO to go 
you know, drink a bottle of wine at night. Isn't that crazy? I don't know. If you ask Emily and I, that's, that's a little crazy. That's a little crazy right there. So it's just to show you that alcohol has been around along with other medicines, which brings us back to the point of all drugs, which is what is the dosage? What's the intent behind it? Mm-hmm. Recognizing why we use what we use, whether it's nicotine, whether it's alcohol, whether it's uh, mushrooms, whether it's marijuana, whether it's Advil, whatever you're ingesting, whatever the drug is, what is the intent? What is the dose? That's why there's suggestions on the back of the bottles in terms of your dosage. Yet there isn't on a bottle of beer. It's interesting. (laughs) Could you imagine like suggested use one to two every three to four hours? (laughs) No, that wouldn't be a good marketing uh, tactic. Oh, oh, weird. We come back to the the carousel of living in a capitalistic society and everybody wanting your money, including the government, including the food industry, including alcohol. Come on, guys. I'm slapping slapping myself in the face. Okay. That's a wake-up call for anybody who's listening. Listen, wake up. We've been sleeping. It's time to wake up. It's true. It's true. It is true. So most people know, like, oh yeah, I know I know the physical effects of alcohol. You know, if I drink too much, <laughs> I get a headache. If I drink too much, I'm hungover. If I if I drink too much, you know, I might make some really bad decisions, right? He's mm-hmm. like, Man, I really shouldn't have called her. Or or him. <laughs> you know, that was that was a bad move going to the house and, and thinking that I was in a romantic movie throwing a rock up in the window and I end up breaking the entire window. <laughs> Whoops. Or driving through, uh, I was going to say, we're driving through fast food at midnight or 1 a.m. Yes, particularly that. <laughs> driving while you're drunk. Great point, oh, Coach oh, Emily. <laughs> we do not condone drinking and driving here. <laughs> Okay, yeah, we that just want you know, walking into <laughs> taking a taxi yes. to. Thank you. Okay, it's good. We we just want to you know if if Matt's listening right now, who's our lawyer, we just want to cover that. Okay, <laughs> we're having a great time today. So we know that we have these physical psychological effects. Yet we're going to cover the 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 big ones um, of this physical and psychological effects. So. let's start off. We're going to take you through the story, right? We're going to say it's a Friday. We're going to say that it's your your, uh, average go-getter, working 40 to maybe 60 hours a week, entrepreneur, maybe mom, dad, had a really stressful week. Elevated cortisol levels. Sleep has been maybe six to seven hours a night. This is ringing a bell for anybody. Keep listening. I want to, I just want to relax, right? So now I'm reaching like, hey, meet me at the bar, so on and so forth. So we go to the bar because we feel stressed out. Let's pause there. Again, if you're feeling stressed out, you're not living your best day. We help with that in the 12-week program that we do. That's why nutritionally it works because we work on the psychological side of helping you figure out the improper identity that you're living 
and create the one that you do want to live. And when you're living the identity of the person you want to be, it becomes very easy to walk through your day fluidly, in control, knowing exactly who you are. So that's easy to say yes. It's also easy to say no. And it's being able to set those boundaries for yourself, which happens with alcohol, right? And being in those social situations. So we're now at the bar. We're with our friends. Let's order one beer, right? We drink one beer. What's usually the effect that's going to start happening with one beer, one drink, one wine, one shot, so on and so forth? What's the usual feeling? We've all, we've both drank. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you get that buzz feeling, um, especially if you don't drink often, it comes much faster. Um, For some people, you might get a headache and that's a sign of poor gut health. That's another conversation. Um, And yeah, you start to, it starts to calm down your system and literally it slows down your brain and it can increase GABA, which is actually very helpful when trying to calm down, right? Slow your brain, slow your worries. That's why it can help you feel help. It, it can feel helpful to fall asleep with yet. It, it then has an opposite effect later on, but in the beginning, it does help us relax. Right? Yep. So now you guys can see, Oh, wait a second. Alcohol can be a good drug. It can be something that is part of a healthy diet. We're releasing, you know also what happens when you release GABA? You laugh. When you laugh, you're releasing GABA. Emily and I tend to do that quite often. <laughs> Without alcohol. <laughs> Without alcohol. We, I guarantee you, we laugh more than you do, even when you're hammered. Like, on an average day, Emily and I are laughing. Why? Because we're living our greatest days. And we want that for you too as well. Yet, let's come back. Now, okay. <laughs> Ooh, man, I'm feeling better. I'm relaxed. Okay, awesome. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, here's the deal. You've had a stressful week. You haven't ate the best food. You actually haven't been drinking a ton of water. And definitely haven't been drinking the best water. And you're most likely dehydrated with low amounts of electrolytes. We'll start there. One goes to two. Now at this point, what starts happening with the body. I mean, it, it just, it multiplies, increases. <clears throat> you start to have uh, less cognitive function in terms of poor, you make more poor choices. So you're more likely to not eat as planned or what you want. So again, you're more likely to go get the fast food or eat the cookies on the counter when you get home. Um, and if you have gut imbalances it's going to start to manifest in your gut as well and so especially if it's a sugary drink um, if there's more yeast involved you're going to start to have uh yeah gut dysbiosis literally happening right in that moment and then that's why you may feel it later that next day with smelly gas or bloating or weird poops (laughs) and so if you have any of those that's a that's a clear sign that your gut is imbalanced Absolutely. So you're going to start already having the effects even on the second one, right? The second one is now taking your intuition of like, should I really have a second one? Should I have a third one? Starting to lower that barrier. So now two makes it much easier to go to three or to order the French fries and chicken wings (laughs) that have the 
uh, mm -hmm. poor oils, right, in in <clears throat> the food, which is going to mess with our microbiome more. Mm -hmm. And is alcohol a diuretic? Yes. Yeah. So you're getting dehydrated the more you drink it. <laughs> so you're already dehydrated throughout the day, right? We're still playing with this character. You're already dehydrated day because you've been stressed out, so on and so forth. You just can't wait to get to the bar. Mm -hmm. You're already dehydrated. Your electrolytes are low. Are we now peeing out even more electrolytes because of alcohol and it being a diuretic? Yeah. Yeah. Not only are you getting dehydrated, but you're becoming deficient in micronutrients and specifically electrolytes. And what happens when we're low on electrolytes? What's some of the effects that happen? <clears throat> poor energy, um, increased cravings, poor sleep. Yeah. More hunger. Well, how about heart palpitations? <laughs> yeah. Right? Sure. For mm -hmm. sure. Anybody ever been drinking or get to the end of the night and you hear your heart beating through your chest, right? Or maybe it's skipping a beat. You've dumped out all of your electrolytes. And you're in this diuretic, right? Drink the beer, flush it out. Drink the beer, flush it out. Now we're into this cycle where the body's like, whoa, we're really imbalanced here. Gut health is off. We're dehydrated. Our electrolytes are off. All of these things are, are starting to happen. We're starting to get into the third, fourth beer, right? So with those, most drinks consist of what uh, beyond the alcohol what are they going to be high in sugar so <clears throat> it's made with yeast in, in some form of sugar so you're you're getting sugar <laughs> and it's and what what we some people call empty calories meaning there's not there's no nutrients to it you're just getting the calories so most drinks are around 100 to 150 and that's if it's a lower sugar drink as far as calories <clears throat> so yeah, three, four drinks into it, you're likely at 500 calories just from that. And we have those these empty calories, right? And this is where a lot of people go like, oh my gosh, you know, I had four drinks, you know, let's go say even it's at the high number, well, 200, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, I had four drinks, that's 800 calories. In the scheme of things, Coach Emily, even though they're empty calories, right? Is 800 calories like the deal breaker? No, it's the cascade effects that from everything else that leads after that. What do you mean? <laughs> so, because like you said, when it dehydrates you, you're peeing out um, minerals and electrolytes and nutrients. You become more hungry. You start to eat more after that. You make poor decisions. You don't go to the work. You don't get up to go to the workout in the morning. Um, you have less cognitive function. You feel down about yourself. Your confidence lowers. You're less likely to go chat with someone else. And, you know, all of these domino effects start to start to happen. So I'm four drinks in. Um, my inhibitions have completely dropped, right? I'm dehydrated. Um, mm -hmm. This is now causing the munchies. I'm hungry, <laughs> right? Because now I've yep. had all this alcohol. I'm now dehydrated. I have no electrolytes within me. So now I'm starting to get the point of like, wow, I'm really hungry because yeah. those signals, guys, with your electrolytes are what's going to help you either be hungry or feel more balanced, right? Right, yeah. And when you're eating any kind of <clears throat> nutrient poor or empty calories, <clears throat> your body's like receiving, you know, these calories, but not the nutrients. So it feels even more hungry. You're like, wait, your body's like, wait a second. 
I need these nutrients. Keep eating, keep eating. I want more. Want more and more. And we talk about metabolic flexibility here at Proclivity. Metabolic flexibility is your body's ability to be able to use carbohydrates or fat, the fat that's already stored on your body, and be able to switch back efficiently. Mm -hmm. Yet when you're drinking, the empty calories, sugars, carbohydrates, which then signals to your body more of what? Carbohydrates. More carbohydrates, you guys. So your body is doing what naturally, if you are metabolically inflexible, it is saying, okay, well, that is why you want the French fries. There is very rare, rarely are you just like, oh, man, you know what sounds so good? Let me get some of this, you know, slice of cheese, and then I'm going to do some veggies, right? And no, you're looking at where the breads are, where the carbohydrates is simple because your body, you've now cued your body off to go, mm-hmm. carbohydrates, let's get more. You cued it off because you had nothing to eat before you got to the bar. Then you cued it by saying, here's all the sugars and carbohydrates. Then you got the second drink, which your body's going like, oh, okay, so we're doing this. All right, we're doing this then. Drop of uh, electrolytes, dehydrated, right? Now you're getting all the signals to eat all the bad foods. Yep. And yet, what do we usually do? Instead of listening to our body, we get into our head and we start creating stories. (laughs) We start creating stories in our heads that, oh, you know, I just always feel this way. Like I, I, I always get the munchies. I always do this, right? And we start creating this improper identity. And we start beating ourselves up instead of just going like, hey, there's a physiological side of what happens when we start drinking and recognizing that there is this physiological side. Mm-hmm. So after now that we've had this late night, four beers, that we have all the food, we're dehydrated, we, we think, oh, okay, let me drink some water before I go to bed and take some Advil. We wake up the next day. First, what are usually the feelings, physical feelings, that people are having and why? Yeah, well, <clears throat> most people understand a hangover, <laughs> right? You're feeling maybe sick, really low energy, headache, all of those things. You don't want to do anything, low motivation. And like I mentioned before, so alcohol can increase GABA. That's the calming neurotransmitter, but it's like blood sugar. When you get a big rush of that in your blood system, your, your body's going to try and find homeostasis or balance. And so it's going to rush in glutamate, which is the excitatory neurotransmitter. And that usually happens around midnight, one, two, three in the morning, similar to glucose. So if you're eating a lot of glucose, it goes down in the middle of the night and it comes back up. And that's what either wakes you up or causes poor sleep. So one, you're getting poor sleep, so you feel really low energy and tired. You're also feeling that way because of dehydration, right? As we mentioned before. Um, if you have gut issues, then you, again, you might be having those gut symptoms of feeling crappy. And that could also be the reason for the headache because of gut dysbiosis and that gut brain connection. Um, so all of those things. And, and then on the mental side, usually it's a lack of confidence, right? And motivation, like I mentioned. You don't want to do anything because you feel bad about what the decisions you made. You feel crappy physically, and you're less likely to move on uh, with the healthy habits that you actually want to be doing. Yeah, so we run into this, you know, and I had it when I used to drink a lot. Guys, there was a point back in my day where I was 190 pounds. I drank often, and that's because I was running away from something. I was running away from something, and it felt good when I was high on alcohol. 
Mm-hmm. Yet the next morning I'd wake up, I have post-alcohol dep- depression. My gut would be absolutely destroyed. I'd have diarrhea, right? I would feel lethargic because when you drink alcohol, as soon as you start getting basically past two drinks, you're going to affect your sleep. And your body has to process through all of that alcohol before you start getting into deep sleep or REM cycles, which is your regenerative sleep. And you don't have that. You're going, you could sleep for 10 hours. Mm-hmm. But if you had 10 drinks or 12 drinks, you're still mm-hmm. going to wake up feeling like garbage because you never got into that regenerative sleep. Right. So we get into the state of like, oh my gosh, and look at... I've wasted my morning and I feel so terrible about it. You've overdosed. <laughs> You've overdosed. It's a drug. Again, if I had a recommendation on the back end, it would say one to two every three hours, right? For mm-hmm. us to be able to have the effect of GABA, relaxation, so on and so forth. But we don't. We overdose on it. And just like if you would overdose on anything else, overdose on exercise overdose on stress you're gonna feel the results of it you guys and this is the thing that we're trying to get to is why why are you overdosing so emily we have some clients they have stories in their head Mm -hmm. heads what are some things and guys you may relate to this what are some things that they say to themselves when it comes to <clears throat> drinking or not drinking? Yeah, well, it, it first of all, it's it's such a cultural thing and it becomes such a habit. And so first and foremost, it's, yeah, going to someone's house or going to the bar or wherever it is, even at home, having alcohol around, it's become such a normal thing. Yeah, we hear so often, oh, if I don't have a drink, I just feel like a bump on a log. Like I'm, I'm the boring one. I'm not engaging in the conversation. Um, I feel awkward in certain social situations if I don't have a drink. Um, and a lot of times people are like, well, I just, and then eventually I lose interest because everyone else is drinking and they're all like, you know, on a different level and I'm just sitting there and then I lose interest. And, and so these are the very common things that we hear from our clients. Yeah, I feel awkward or I've created the identity. Anybody out there known as like the fun guy when you get drunk? The crazy girl when you have a few drinks. Oh my gosh, you're so fun to be around when you have a couple drinks. Have a couple more. Mm-hmm. Whoa, what? We have to change our identity through alcohol. Hold on. Let's pause here for a second, folks. If you have any of these quotes going through your head, if you are unable to take a look at alcohol as a drug and how to dose it. To be able to have one drink and go, oh, that's the perfect dosage for me today, is one drink of wine, one drink of scotch, one drink of beer, doesn't matter. Again, as we said, the calories of one drink are not going to eat. The calories of four drinks are really not going to be the game changer. Because I'll tell you right now, I can hit 800 calories in nut butter, no problem, okay? You know, you give me a spoon, okay, before I know it, throw a couple blueberries or raspberries that went in with that, maybe dip with a little bit of dark chocolate. Before I know it, I'm at 800 calories, guys. That's not hard, okay? But it's the things that happen after it. And if we're not looking 
at this in terms of how am I dosing with my, my alcohol? We have to start asking the question, why? Why am I doing more than the prescribed? More than X? And I want you to do this. If you're listening right now, I want you to write down, why do I drink? If, if you're somebody who drinks often or drinks heavy and you feel like it's keeping you from a healthy body or a happy life, I want you to write down, why do I drink? And I want you to answer it. And it's going to be superficial. I like to have fun. Okay. Why do you like to have fun with alcohol? Ooh, well, that, that, that digs a little bit deeper now on me. Well, I like to have fun with alcohol because I, I don't really have fun when I'm not drinking. Okay. Why don't you have fun when you're not drinking? Oh, dang. Because uh, I don't feel like I'm a fun person. Why don't you feel like you're a fun person? Now we're starting to dig. Now we're starting to get to identity. Well, because I've, I've always been said that I got resting bitch face. <laughs> uh, I've always been told that I'm just stiff. Not, no fun. Unless I'm drinking. Who told you that? Why do I feel that way? Why did I hear that? Why did, Keep asking why. You'll get down to the root. Mm -hmm. Oh, because that, that one time when I first started drinking when I was 17, I got the attention that I was looking for because I didn't get the attention when I was at home. Hmm. Dad didn't pay attention to you. Mom wasn't there. Brother was the superstar. Sister was the, the prom queen. Yet when you drank, the attention was on you. You were the funny guy, the cute one. Now we're starting to get to the identity. Until we unwind that story, folks, we're going to use the quotes such as, I'm boring. I don't know how to act if I'm not drinking. Those quotes are coming up for a reason. Just like your body, when it is having diarrhea, when you're having a headache, when you're having these symptoms, it's for a reason. Your body is saying something. And you're saying it to yourself when you speak these words. So how are you feeling about your day? How are you feeling about yourself? What do you think about that, coach? Yeah. Yeah. Oftentimes we're trying to escape something when we're, when we're reaching for that alcohol, whether it be <clears throat> even just one glass a day, again, we're not worried so much about the calories. Yes. That does have an influence, but it's why are, yeah. Why are you going back to that drink? And when we push down those emotions, it's going to manifest into something physical and mental later on, um, if it hasn't already. So yeah, I, I highly encourage everyone listening to answer that question. Truthfully, honestly, take a minute to be honest with yourself. Why am I drinking? And I find, I found through my, my process of, well, you know, yes, yeah, same, same thing. Like I was like, oh, well, this helps me hang out with these people and have a conversation. But then I learned, I'm like, well, do I even really want to be hanging out with these people or going to these events? Actually, I don't a lot of the time. And if I do, then it's the right people I want to be with. And I still have fun and, and learning how to handle those situations of saying no to the drink and having whatever else in my hand has been really helpful as well. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a tough question to answer, folks. Why am I hanging out with these people? Do I want to be around these people? Mm-hmm. Or do these people make me feel better about my false identity? Uh-oh. That might have hit some souls right there, anybody who's listening. And it's a tough question to answer. Yet again, this is why we do what we do. We take that psychological approach. Because whether it's alcohol, whether it's food, whether it's addictions, whatever it may be, there's a story. Then there's the repetition of the words that you use daily. I'm just crazy. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm crazy. Cool, you're going to act crazy. Mm-hmm. I'm just a bump on a log. Oh, you're going to be a bump on a log. Well, I'm a lot more fun when I drink. Okay, well, that's what you think. That's what you're going to be. Instead of, I'm a lot of fun. Take out the drinking. I have fun. Emily and I have fun. We jump on scooters and we ride around and I jump off curbs, right? And we throw frisbees and we throw tennis balls. We have fun. And when you recognize that your fun is right now, right here, you start releasing that GABA. Oh, you start relaxing. Oh, what I'm seeking from that alcohol, I got it right here. Right here, right now, with my breath, with my day, with my identity, and with who I am. Best day ever. <laughs> so true. I say that a lot, but it is. <laughs> it is so true. It is so true. So we've covered the physiological, psychological side. We also covered the identity so it comes down to this question. Is drinking alcohol part of a healthy diet? Yes or no? <laughs> Wait for it, folks. Wait for it. And go ahead, Coach Emily. It, it depends. <laughs> so for some people, again, if you don't have gut issues, if you're not escaping a stressor in your life, if you're not drinking to get away from something, yes, a glass of wine, for example, has some benefits to it for some people. It can help. Um, you enjoy the moment every once in a while. It's a treat. Um, yet for the most part, I would say it's, it's tends to be more of a negative effect for people mentally and physically because of the sleep issue, because of the habits it leads to or does not lead to. Right. Um, and, and yeah, you, the majority of people I talk to, it's because they're escaping something. So thinking about that, thinking about what it is you truly want. What are the habits you really want? Super, super impactful and helpful. Yeah. And most people are overdosing on alcohol. Like, let's just put it the way it is. Like, yeah. if you had one drink, guys, truly, a night, and you went to bed and you rested your head going, man, what an incredible day. Let me go through my gratitudes. Let me count my blessings. You'd be fine. I'm not going to wake up. It's not going to dehydrate you particularly if you listen to our podcast on hydration or go to our blog about hydration and you're hydrated all throughout the day, <laughs> you're going to feel just fine, right? It's going to mm-hmm. be very enjoyable. Yet, like Emily said, if we're trying to escape, we have a false identity. We're going to overdose on alcohol. And when we overdose on alcohol, it's not just the alcohol. It's the dominoes that happen after it. It's the eating the poor oils, carbohydrates, queuing off your body, 
to be metabolically inflexible. These are all the things that keep us in that state of holding on to weight Mm -hmm. instead of letting it go. Because your body has to recover the next day. And if you've been hammering all week on a 60-hour week, overdosing on caffeine as well, then your body's going to be in a sympathetic state trying to recover the best it possibly can, yet it can't. And then we lead back into the week with your body not recovered, your mind not recovered, and then the cycle continues. <laughs> Do anything over time. Repetition is the mother of all skills. You will get your result. So we want to leave you with a direction, a, a way to go. Mm-hmm. So what are some things that we can do when it comes to drinking? Hey, I'm going to have some drinks. Is it, should we have uh, some non-alcoholic drinks? And understand that there are usually a lot of non-alcoholic beers and and, uh, Mm -hmm. mocktails and so on and so forth that you could do in between um, Mm -hmm. or beforehand. Um, Is there a way, actually, if we had a little too many drinks, right? We really won that GABA boost. How do we rehydrate? Could we use mm-hmm. things that are going to help us rehydrate? What are some tips of, hey, we're going to partake in this. Where should our mindset be? What are some different tips that we can do to, to enjoy the experience of the drug alcohol? Yeah. If you are simply trying to be more aware and reduce the amount, start with, one, being hydrated before. So adding in electrolytes to your water throughout the day and being prepared so you have them between drinks if possible or at least after your your night is done before you go to bed. Two, have a drink in your hand and sip on it. Slowly sip on it. This is a strategy I use with so many clients. If they're truly trying to drink less yet they're in a social setting and maybe it's for work, Maybe it's, maybe it's celebratory um, lunch, something like that. They stick to one drink, sip on it. So no one is getting them drinks if you're empty-handed, right? <clears throat> if you can choose something that's lower in sugar, that's going to help with gut issues, with weight gain, with so many things as far as feeling better afterwards in the next day. Um, so something like an organic natural dry wine, a red glass of wine, um, for some, a tequila and vodka or gin and not adding all the fancy sugars. So having it with a squeeze of lemon or lime or grapefruit, something simple. Um, or yes, I what I often do is get some soda water with a squeeze of lime. Keep it at that and just have that in my hand. No one even questions it. If you're worried about people pressuring you or talking about the subject in the beginning especially, get there before everyone else have a drink or I've even heard some people say they have a they have a conversation with the bartender and they have a fancy name for whatever drink they're getting but they know there's no alcohol in there so there's lots of strategies to go about let me just have something in my hand if I don't want to have a drink so there's no it doesn't even get brought up makes it easy should we go to every bar and create the proclivity the proclivity pop <laughs> I like that could I get a proclivity pop please <laughs> yes you may right we're going to do that. Watch out. <laughs> Reno, Nevada. We're coming for you. We're going to partner up with different bars here in town, and we're going to create the Proclivity Pop. Yeah. One Proclivity Pop, oh. please. <laughs> we're on it. Yes. What What happens if we drink too much? Can we... 
Can we mm-hmm. remedy that? Yeah. So definitely going back to hydrate, hydrating yourself. So drinking water with electrolytes, you're going to hydrate much more efficiently. If you go way too far, um, one of my favorite supplements <laughs> is um, N-acetylcysteine, NAC. That can help revive your liver <laughs> a little bit. Um, and then resting and get in, in maybe something like a walk, right? Getting the blood flowing so things start detoxifying and moving through your body. Mm-hmm. And we like element, guys. Mm-hmm. Being able to hit an element, maybe even mid-stride, you decide like, Tonight's the night I'm going to tie one on. I'm going <laughs> to overdose on alcohol. And I want you to say that. Say that to yourself. Tonight, I'm going to overdose on alcohol. That's going to sound, a, you might pause even there when you go, oh, shoot, overdose. No, like I just want to have fun. No, you're going to overdose on alcohol, which is going to create the symptoms that you're going to feel the next day. If you still decide like, hell yeah, yep. overdose and here we come. <laughs> Pull out an element packet. Yep. Take it. It's going to be salty as all get out. Use an entire element packet and drink 12 ounces of water. Yep. Suck it down. Right? <laughs> and then at the end of the night, pull out an element packet. Mm-hmm. Suck it down. Okay? If you got some magnesium at home, throw some magnesium. Right? Throw in mm-hmm. some NAC. Right? You, you might, even though you're overdosing, you might be able to have less of the symptoms by making sure your body is appropriately hydrated and have the appropriate micronutrients. Correct? Right. Correct. (laughs) Emily's like, I don't like telling people to overdose on alcohol. Yes, yes, exactly. (laughs) It's something to consider, guys. It sounds a lot different than like, oh, man, we're just going to have fun tonight. Mm -hmm. I'm going to overdose on alcohol tonight. Whoa, because guys, listen, let's be very blunt here. Most of us are drinking and driving when we think we're just a little buzzed, mm-hmm. right? I'm overdosing on alcohol. Oh, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. Until you're wrapped around a street pole. Oh, it's all fun. And I'm just trying to get away from my problems until you're in the hospital getting your stomach pumped. Until you say something to your husband, wife, girlfriend, boyfriend, children that you cannot take back. Remember, Mm -hmm. words can never be taken back. You can be forgiven, but when you say something, you say it. Mm -hmm. And we've had those experiences, those embarrassing times. I've thrown up on a a bar before. Have you? (laughs) No. That's great. I threw up in front on St. Patty's Day in front of hundreds of people. Yeah. Yeah. Th- then I ran out the door. I was embarrassed. Mm. You know what I ran into? Mm. A street pole. Mm. Almost knocked myself out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right? We have those stories. Mm-hmm. Right? So it's being able to recognize that that when it comes to alcohol, when it comes to anything, overdosing on work, mm-hmm. you're going to have results. Yep. There's going to there's gonna be the dominoes will fall when you overdose on work. So there it is. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Should we go get a drink? <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> Thanks. So. It's 11.34 a.m. as we're recording this. Okay, guys. You know. Again, 
why are we dosing it? If we were going to go get a drink, <laughs> why would we dose it? Nah, we're not trying to relax. Actually, we just had some coffee. Upper. <laughs> okay. Uh, anything else, Coach Emily, in terms of recapping this? No, no. The, the biggest thing for me, especially with my experience with clients, is taking the time to ask yourself those hard questions. Why am I doing this? And then what's the best way to move forward for you? For some people, it's cutting out alcohol for 30 days, seeing what that feels like. For some people, it's, oh, instead of three drinks, I'm going to go for one or two drinks and try some of the strategies we talked about earlier. Figure out what is a good path for you. Take the time to ask yourself the questions. For sure, guys. And I'll, t I'll tell you one thing. From experience, if you're going to cut anything out in your day without changing your identity, guess what? You're going to fail. 100 out of 100 times you are going to fail. I'm not going to have any more sugar for 30 days. Yet I'm a sugar monster. <laughs> That's your identity. You can hold back the sugar monster for 30 days. Sure, you have the willpower to do it. But eventually, if your identity is, I'm a sugar monster, I come back to sugar. Mm -hmm. You can give away alcohol. But if your thought is, I'm so much more fun when I have alcohol. Sooner or later... That party animal inside you is going to go, I'll wait, because I know. <laughs> but then when mm -hmm. we all of a sudden tell that party monster, hey, see you later, out the door, watch how much fun I have, sober, things start shifting. Now it's not a struggle of willpower. Oh, man, nope, I'm going to really say no. It's an easy no. Mm -hmm. This is my identity. If you're uncertainty about, uncertain about yours and you're trying to push alcohol on me, you should go to Proclivity. <laughs> Dr. Yep. Joel, he'll help you work through your identity issues, right? Or go to your therapist. They'll help you work through your identity issues. Yet it comes back to how do you perceive the image of yourself? What do you, when you say those words, what do you see? You close your eyes, what do you see? Do you see yourself as somebody who's a bump on the log? That's what's going to be. Mm -hmm. So if we've sparked anything, you're like, man, I thought this was just going to tell me that when I drink, <laughs> I'm going to get headaches. <laughs> we did. And we also talked about the psychology of it. That's what we do here at Proclivity and in the Proclivity Method. If you are interested of changing literally your life. We just graduated uh, a class the other day. Their words were life changing. People come in thinking that I need to lose weight. They leave with, holy crap, I'm a whole new person. Mm -hmm. That's what we want to do for you. And then we give you those nutritional and digestive habits that last a lifetime, no joke. Hit us up, Clarity Call www.proclivity.co we would love to talk to you yes thanks for listening thanks for listening hey we're gonna go have the best day ever we're gonna go play and we're gonna laugh do you think we're gonna laugh again no doubt no doubt best day ever guys we'll see you next week episode 70 we'll have something good for you see you see ya.